Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of April 19, 2015. It's Thunder Over Louisville weekend, the start of the two-week Kentucky Derby celebration here in Louisville. Thunder is a giant fireworks display and air show that happens every year. Crowds gather on both sides of the Ohio River for a day of fun, capped off with a 30-minute fireworks display from barges and one of the bridges on the river. This year we had a beautiful day for the event, but the river covered much of the Great Lawn at Waterfront Park because of all the rain we've been having in the past couple of weeks. It's always good to hear from Sound Prince listeners. We like to know what you enjoy, what you would like to hear, and yes, even what you thought was a waste of time. We also welcome your questions about show features. Several people have asked how we chose our opening theme music. It's I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye, and it's been the Sound Prince theme for many, many years. When the show first began, it was on the air on radio station WKJK 1080 AM, Back in May of 2002, our opening was plain vanilla music selected by a producer at the radio station. After several months, a new producer was assigned to our show. His name was Kevin, and that's when the fun really began. Each week when Michael McCarty and I got to the station, Kevin would ask us about the topics for that night's show, and he would often play bumper music to open and close the segments that matched those topics. Michael and I would also often chat about some little details we knew, or at least that we thought we knew, about those topics, but that we didn't plan to include on the air. Sort of the gossip that probably was best left kept to ourselves. We'd also sometimes joke about the blind grapevine, how it was better than any newspaper in the world. All of this went on before we went on the air or between segments while you were listening to commercials. One night, when we'd been laughing about the blind grapevine, it came time for the show to begin. In our headsets, we heard, I heard it through the grapevine. We loved it, and so it became the Sound Prince theme song. What I Say, the closing music, came along soon after that, again as a result of one of our producers, either Kevin, Zach, or Jim Finn, choosing something they thought fit the show. Jordan, our last producer, left us a legacy of playing What's Going On when the calendar came on on the live show on the radio. We haven't been able to incorporate that into our program yet, but we hope that it will be a feature that will join Soundprint soon. Scott Fricano is the new assistant director of Kentucky Business Enterprises at the Office for the Blind, and we meet him this week on page two. Check out page three for a demonstration of White and Yellow Pages, an app for the iPhone. It's a great way to have access to names, addresses, phone numbers, and much more all over the country. 
If you like folk and bluegrass music, you'll enjoy page four. Learn about John Gage and the Kentucky Homefront Radio Show. John is not a blind performer, but he has had blind people on his programs in the past. John performed at a local event that I attended yesterday at United Crescent Hill Ministries, and I thought you might enjoy hearing one of the songs that he sang from that program. He also has a very accessible website. And by the way, John will be celebrating his 70th birthday on May 2, Kentucky Derby Day. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar. On page 2 this week, we are featuring Scott Fricano. Scott is the new director, assistant director of the Kentucky Business Enterprises with the Kentucky Office for the Blind. And we want to give him a chance to introduce himself to all of our listeners, and we want to welcome him to Kentucky. So we're glad you're with us, Scott. Thank you very much. Scott, you have been on the job with Office for the Blind, what, about two weeks now, two, three two, weeks? Two weeks of the day, yep. Yeah. And you are coming here from South Carolina. And so just tell us about yourself, your background, and how you wound up working for uh, business enterprises. Sure. About 15 years ago, I was working for Starbucks Coffee as a store manager, and I was helping open up new locations in the Charleston uh, region of South Carolina. And uh, basically, an opportunity came open with the state of South Carolina, I applied for the position, and 13 years later, I ended up leaving South Carolina to come closer to family and friends here in Kentucky. Um, I have two kids, a little girl, she's eight and a half, named Sydney, and a little boy, he's ten and a half, named Liam. They do live down in South Carolina, uh, but I am up here in Kentucky. Uh, my parents have lived outside of Mammoth Cave in Barron County. Literally, you could throw a stone and hit the National Park boundary from our property. So I've grown up pretty much uh, in the hills, kind of uh, climbing, hiking, um, pretty much anything you could do outdoors in the woods I've done. I really enjoy free time and getting out and just, the silence of being in the middle of nowhere pretty much and just that's where the hiking and the the outdoors in me comes out. Uh, I left South Carolina uh, where I lived along the coast for a long time because of family and the opportunity to come to Kentucky to run the program up here. Um, I felt it was a great opportunity after years of South Carolina um, it was just time for a little bit of a change, and I felt this was a great opportunity to come to. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you mentioned when we were chatting that you have you you've taught some classes as well. So yes, tell ma'am. us tell us about uh, that other part. Of... Sure, there's the other part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, since uh, two thousand and seven. I have been teaching as an adjunct or a part-time political science professor for Trident Technical College, which is a community college in the Charleston area, and Limestone College, which is based out of 
Gaffney, South Carolina, and the upstate. And I've taught American government, state and local government, as well as international politics or international policy. Oh. Well, uh, that that's um, that can certainly be um, a, a great a great challenge as well. Many Definitely. many years ago, there was a um, uh, director of client services in Kentucky, and he was somewhat some every once in a while associated with the Kentucky Business Enterprises too. A guy named Ed Rademacher, and he um, he taught history part-time at the University okay. of Louisville. And um, I, I had the great fortune of taking a history class under him, a couple of history classes, and he, he was really good. He was very liberal, and I was very conservative, but it was, a, it was an interesting <laughs> kind of a, uh, It was a great professor. track, though, sometimes. Yeah, you know. yeah it does. It does. It definitely does. It, it, and it's great for bouncing ideas because... Mm-hmm. It's not until you understand that others have differences in viewpoints from what you may have on an issue, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with political science or history, oh, yeah. that you could come together and you could basically come up with a better future based mm-hmm. on the past or the policies in place right now. Right. So you are originally then from Kentucky? I was actually born in Michigan, outside mm-hmm. of Detroit. Mm-hmm. But way back, I'm not going to give away my age, but it was in the early 80s, um, my dad was preparing for retirement and bought property down in Barron County. And we would spend a lot of our summers there and Easter time and different holidays. And eventually when he retired young, I think he retired at about 50 years old, mm-hmm. um, he moved there permanently. And it was at that point that I moved to South Carolina mm-hmm. about 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it kind of came full circle. I always refer to Kentucky as home. It's mm-hmm. just there's something about the place that no matter where you go, it's <laughs> always part of you. We like to think so. <laughs> and I've been to Africa and back, and uh, this is this is home. Mm-hmm. So... Um... When when you uh, when you were looking at the job here, and then after coming here, um, what do you what do you see in uh, every program has strong points and every program has things that you know can be improved. So um, we're always curious to know how we kind of stack up to other programs and 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 what possibly the future could hold where we should should look to you know to say uh, hope that our program can expand so can you just tell us a little bit about your I guess your would be your first my impressions vision? of the program yeah and your vision sure. for where it could be what my impression is is that there's a good foundation here mm-hmm. and I just think it needs the direction the leadership and the the now the the knowledge and I, I do possess the knowledge from the experience and the ability to work with people. If you can work with folks, you could get a lot done versus banging heads over issues. Mm-hmm. It's easier to to work together. But the biggest thing is is I see so much opportunity. I'm I'm standing here right now, looking at a map on my wall of the state, and I see national parks. 
I see state parks. I see state forests, national forests. I see so many opportunities. Uh, just this morning when I changed my driver's license over, I was in the Anderson County Courthouse, and I saw two vending machines there. And I came back to the office, and I found out that we don't operate them. Mm-hmm. And they're just five minutes down, ten minutes down the road from right where I am right now. So, and literally right across the road from where I live. So it gives you a good idea of how much opportunity there is out there right under our feet. And there's ways to do it without using lots of funding, such as getting Coke and Pepsi on board to uh, help us um, generate revenue by using their equipment and having the money come back to our vendors to help uh, increase their their revenue and their their gross sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's always uh, many um, many areas for um, opportunity that you know I I've often wondered. Yeah, I, what really really kind of gets me uh, sometimes about vending is you go in some of these locations, um, you go into a hotel. Yep. And, you know, half the machines are empty, and um, the other half won't make change. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's amazing to me how there will be machines in places, and yet you can't purchase from them. That's sort of like, you know, slamming the door on the customer. And I have, have often thought that... Um, you know, some of these hotel contracts should be very lucrative for vendors. Of course, some of the issues there could be storage or whatever. Or, or being private property, sometimes yeah. that falls into, that. That, could, that is actually the program's biggest challenge, but yet it's one of the biggest opportunities. Yes. It's private property that we don't have. The randolph Shepherd Act doesn't hold it up doesn't on private it. Pro- That's property, right. of course. That's right. But. If if we set a good precedent and the the folks who stay at those hotels or run those hotels or even own those hotels are the same people that stop at rest areas and see what our program can do on the interstate, they're the same people who go get driver's license inside of county buildings, they're the same people that shop and see stuff where we see stuff every day. So if we set that great impression out there, it can really help build us as a program and and the other key thing is 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 not just looking at the vending side of this program we can do anything from uh food service contracts like fort jackson in south carolina Forty thousand meals a day are served at that military base Mm -hmm. from the business enterprise program of south carolina and if if we look at it at the federal level and the program RSA at the federal level is, is looking at all these opportunities of general services who oversees all the federal properties across the nation mm-hmm. and we have priority in all those locations and it doesn't always cost a lot for us to take out of our budget to go into those locations sometimes all we have to do is call Coke and Pepsi and have them put a Pepsi machine, Coke right. machine out there at no cost to us. Mm-hmm. And there we have revenue coming in for a, a vendor that we didn't have before. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Full service has certainly helped us to get um, at least have an opportunity to get into some locations where a vendor might not be able to go to them um, on on their own simply yep. because of say transportation issues, um, the location or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that. Yeah, full service can be can be very helpful. I prefer I prefer personally uh, putting pretty much allowing the the blind entrepreneur to be able to make their own decision. Right. That's one huge huge I guess belief that I have. I guess you would say is allowing the blind entrepreneur to make their own decisions on on different locations. Mm -hmm. If they feel that it's best, if if they've been in the program a while, they really know what they're doing, mm -hmm. I have trust in them. And if they feel that it's best for maybe full service or even to pull out of a location or merge a location or do what we need to do, I always listen to the vendor because they know their business best. Mm -hmm. It's their business. I'm here to help them. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to do it for them. But I will support them in any way that I need to to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, um, there's there's always there's always something uh, on the horizon in the in the vending program. You've got there's it. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and and as we've said many times, there are many stones that are not yet turned in in the program because. Um, it, there are many opportunities for things other than just selling something to eat, you know. Mm -hmm. um, business enterprises can be a lot of things. From gift shops to uh, food service contracts, like we mentioned. Right. Uh, my friend uh, Terry um, Smith down in Tennessee, he was the director and then the commissioner of the Tennessee program for a long time. And now he's uh, out of Chattanooga with the NFB. However, he's been a good mentor to me through the years, and he's given me some great ideas of what we could do as a as a whole with this program. And uh, there's so much opportunity out there; it's almost mind-boggling. It's mm -hmm. just sometimes it's hard to get everyone on board from the vendors committee to the general public to to even my friends, to understand that sometimes we have to prioritize our needs, right. where we need to go. Right. So if we can do that, there's so much opportunity out there for this program to grow. Yeah, because you just can't do it all at one time. Yep, it takes time. It takes Machines time. today um, are so much more expensive mm -hmm. than they were in the past. And, um, of course, you know, now that... You, in in years past, you would have a machine that needed, um, you know, that that was um, uh, electrical because it needed it was a coke machine, so it needed to keep things cold. But um, you didn't always have machines that had, um, you know, things like the Coinmex that that were and as electronic as they are now. Yep. Yes, and, and your iPhone and the new Apple yeah, Pay. And, and, and it all makes generation. such a difference, yeah. Yep. It really does. And, of course, all of those things are nice, but they also drive up the cost. 
of of the machine. A bag vendor today is is just much more expensive than a, a candy machine was many years ago. So yes. that that's all that's nice, but it it does affect how much money the program has to go into into equipment. And that's where we have to pick and choose. We really need to pick and choose. You you could have five machines in the right place making $100,000 a year, or you could have five machines making $5 a month. So it, it really depends. It's not always the, the, the number of machines. It's the location of the machines that count. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why my vision for the program, like I said earlier, is, is are, are the high traffic locations such as state, national parks, mm -hmm. federal facilities, county buildings, and and one thing we have going for us in Kentucky is that we have so many counties in our state. I think we have the second most counties of any <laughs> state in the union, and and with that being the case for our program, that means that we have that many county seats. That, count, that many county buildings we can be in. Mm -hmm. So when it's all said and done, we have a lot of opportunity here that's untapped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we certainly <clears throat> welcome you to the Office for the Blind. Look forward to meeting Thank you. you. Hopefully, will you be at the SRC meeting? I April? will be there, yes. Um, I guess I'm supposed to be introduced to everyone at that meeting on the Good. 24th. Good. And on the 25th, we're having our Vendors Committee meeting okay. on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. here at... In Frankfurt. Uh, in Frankfurt, yes. Okay, all right. Well, um, we will certainly look forward to meeting you at the SRC meeting and hopefully be able to make that Vendors meeting as well. We like to come just to kind of keep up with what's going on and just to show support for well, the thank vendors. you for having me. All right. Thank and you, And I appreciate Scott. it, and I, I, I'm, I'm here for anyone who ever needs a talk. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free-of-charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 3. For many years now, people who are blind or visually impaired and who can't read a telephone directory had issues with free directory assistance. Some companies offer it, some don't, and especially with people who are elderly, uh, this becomes an issue because they might not be familiar with how to get the forms filled out, get all the signatures, get the free directory assistance. Well, today that's no longer necessary if you have an iPhone. 
People who have iPhones can download a handy app called White and Yellow Pages, and it becomes your directory assistant, as well as many other things. It lets you do more than many of the uh, available directory assistance uh, services uh, out there today. So uh, I thought that everyone probably had this on their phone, and a few weeks ago at one of the GLCB Fridays, I, I happened to mention, oh, does everybody have white and yellow pages? And I discovered there were a number of people in the room who did not have white and yellow pages and weren't familiar with it at all. Um, we talked about it that night. Several people downloaded it right away and installed it on their phones. And um, I got to thinking that perhaps some of the people who listen to sound prints may not be aware of this app either. It's white and yellow pages. It's available in the App Store, and I think it's free, but I could be wrong. You know, the App Store doesn't let you see the cost of the app once you have it installed on your phone. So it might be a dollar or two, but it's well worth the price. I'm going to demonstrate a little bit of White and Yellow Pages for you uh, right now, and I, th I hope that you find it useful. When we first enter the app, we have a screen that, um, that tells us, gives us several options. At the bottom is a search button, and the search button at the bottom says tab icon search default. Now, granted, it should probably just say search, but I really don't care if it has that extra information in it. That little mislabel on the button doesn't bother me. I know that's what it for, what it is for. It's a search button. At the top, it lets you know that you can search for information by business, people, or phone number. You can also type in information or or enter it uh, with with the microphone button, which says microphone button default phone. Again, I don't care that it has that extra few little words in there. That's the microphone button, and when you press it, you can speak in what you want to search for. Also on this opening screen are, um, it will have the last searches that you did, but it also will have categories. And you can look for things by category. The first thing you'll want to do when you get the app is enter where you live. Um, for example, I put in Louisville because that's where I live, enter Louisville, Kentucky. And therefore, the results that it shows me when I ask it for a phone number or for um, to find a business or whatever, um, that information is localized for Louisville. If you want to search by category, um, you still are going to need to press the search button at the bottom of the screen. Just don't, um, first of all, just tap on a category. So we're gonna we're going to check out the categories and um, at first, and then we're going to search on one. Some of our categories are movies. Tab, deals, deals tab, products, products tab, and um, more, tab, five five. it will also give you, let you search for restaurants, entertainment, and a number of other categories. We're going to Selected. search for deals tab at this point just because default. I think it's kind of fun. Selected. Tab so we're selecting default. search at the bottom of the screen. Then I'm going to move up tab. Selected. Tab. Deals. and tab. find deals. 
tap on that. Map. And there's a map at the top, which I ignore that button. The first listing at the top of the screen. Sister Dragonfly Gallery, offering one coupon, 2021 Frankfurt Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. Is Sister Dragonfly Gallery. Sister Dragonfly is a, a, a little small business about a block and a half from me. The first deal in the list that it brings up is Sister Dragonfly Gallery. Restaurants. Sister Dragonfly Gallery, offering one coupon, 2021 Frankfurt Avenue, Louisville. Kentucky, 40206, 0.2 miles. Now, Sister Dragonfly is about a block and a half from me. It's a small, locally owned business. It tells me she has one coupon right now. Let's see what else is in this list. Frankfurt Avenue Family Dental, offering two coupons. 2718 Frankfurt Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206, 0.8 miles. A little further away. St. Joseph Children's Home, offering one coupon. 2823 Frankfurt Ave. Louisville, KY, 40206-2639, 1.0 miles, Smoothie King, offering two coupons, 1,500 ah. Bardstown Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40205, 1.7 miles. Smoothie King, well that's a little further away from me, but let's see what coupons they're offering. That could be fun. Back, back button, Smoothie King. Smoothie King, gives me the address, 1,500 Bardstown Road. Louisville, Kentucky. Five zero two four five four five four nine four. Gives me the phone number. Seven miles. Tells me it's one point seven miles. small breakfast smoothie. And the coupon for a two dollar and ninety nine cent small breakfast smoothie. free smoothie. Purchase eight. Also, a coupon for a free smoothie. Uh, it says purchase a thirty two ounce smoothie, and. Get a 20-ounce smoothie free. Well, that would be fun. You could go there with a friend. There's also another Smoothie King coupon it shows me here. Um, and it's on down in the list. But it also, for um, people who want to see it on the screen, shows a map to get to the business. So so you get the idea. There's a lot of, of deals, um, all kinds of things, uh, some local types of things, some others. Now we can go back to the search Selected. button Selected. at the bottom Selected. of the screen, and let's do a search by business. I'm going to tap on the business at the top of the screen. Selected business. Okay, and then I think I'm going to use the microphone button to ask it to find something for me. Let's see how that works. People, phone, selected, microphone button, default phone. Okay, microphone button. All right, and I think we'll search for Trader Joe's. Let's press the microphone button. Microphone button default listening. phone. Trader Just Joe's. Ellipsis. Done listening. Back. Back button. Trader Joe's. And it shows me Trader Joe's. I happen to like searching at Trader Joe's. So, now... The one thing about this app that sometimes it can be a little confusing in the beginning is this doesn't just bring up the business that you are asking for. It brings up related businesses. So when I ask for Trader Joe's, it may not always be the first thing on the list. The first thing it shows me here. Laurel Mountain Natural Spring Water, 2630 Gleason Lane, Louisville, Kentucky, 40299, featured. Okay, so it showed me a featured business, Laurel Mountain Natural Spring Water. Now, it gives me the address, 
and if I want the phone number, all right, and this is a little confusing for people. It says listing cell call button default phone. And actually, all that is is a big long button that will just when you press on it will give you the main number for the business. Uh, it I know it looks like it's a cell phone number, but it truly is not. It will just give you the number for the business. Okay. That's not what we want. We don't want any mulch. Listing cell Trader Joe's. 4,600 Shelbyville Road 111, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, 4.2 miles. And that's what we want. The Trader Joe's, and the closest one to me is Shelbyville Road, and so I want the phone number. Listing cell call BTN default PA 5028951361. Now, I can either choose to dial that number myself uh, at another time. I can copy that number down and put it into my... Um, into my list of numbers. I can cancel it or I can call it. So it works. That um, works great for finding phone numbers. There's a cancel button that puts me back into the um, list that I had and I can continue looking at other businesses that are related if I wish. I can also use this app to search for people, individuals. I can tap on the phone choice, enter a phone number and it will give me um, the location or who has that phone number. It's real handy for finding um, a person, especially in another area, when you're not sure how that phone number might be listed. Of course, it's not perfect because in today's world, many phone numbers are not listed and, um, and therefore it's very difficult sometimes to find people. I thought you would enjoy this app. I hope you have. Um, it's it's a real real handy one to to have on your phone again it's white and yellow pages and it is available in the app store um, it's by avantar a-v-a-n-t-a-r l-l-c uh, as i said i can't remember if there was a small charge for it but i can tell you i use this app probably at least four or five times a week to search for phone numbers addresses all kinds of information. So I hope you've enjoyed this little app demonstration. The Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters provide information, advocacy, activities, and telephone support for people who are blind or visually impaired. Join our email list, visit our website, and of course, listen to sound prints each and every week. To learn more, call us at 502-895-4598. Drop us an email at kcb at igloo.com or visit our website at kentucky-acb.org. Page 4. As I've told you on past sound prints, I recently joined the Board of Directors at the United Crescent Hill Ministries as a representative of the blind and visually impaired community. The Kentucky School for the Blind, the American Printing House for the Blind, and many people who are blind and visually impaired have called this community home for many years. The neighborhoods covered by United Crescent Hill Ministries include Clifton, Clifton Heights, Crescent Hill, and surrounding areas. UCHM each year has a volunteer appreciation brunch, and that brunch is held on Thunder over Louisville Day. That is two weeks prior to Derby and is the official opening of the Kentucky Derby season. 
I attended the brunch yesterday as a part of the board of directors, and it was a wonderful activity. In addition to good food and being able to thank lots of volunteers who have done so many things for UCHM over the years, the program included a performance by John Gage. John Gage is originally from Oklahoma. He is an established Louisville-based folk singer-songwriter who has made a career of entertaining audiences with his resonant tenor voice and flat-picking guitar. The following information is from his website. John performs on arts and festival stages throughout Kentucky and the region, and in churches, libraries, schools, or any place where there might be a potential audience just wanting to sing along. John has extensive experience planning collaboratively with classroom teachers for arts education programs and participating in curriculum planning. In addition, he conducts interactive workshops and motivational speeches throughout the Southeast region in an effort to help educators and parents understand how personal involvement with music and other performing arts contribute to improved academic learning and overall per personal well-being. John is a veteran stage MC at major festivals across Kentucky and is host and MC of Kentucky Homefront. Kentucky Homefront is a radio show that preserves Kentucky's cultural heritage through storytelling and traditional music. It is heard twice each weekend, once on WFPK 91.9, .9, which is a public radio station here in Louisville at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and again on Crescent Hill Radio, another local radio station at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and both of these stations are available on the TuneIn Radio app, so people across the country can listen in. John Gage is not blind, but he has had blind performers on his show over the years, including Kathy and Tom Arnold, who some of you will remember performed on the FIA showcase when ACB was here in Louisville in 2000, 2008, and 2012. And also, he's had Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper on his program, in addition to other well-known bands and storytelling groups. Some of those include Hog Operation, Blue Highway, Common Ground, The Crow Brothers, and Storefront Congregation. And, of course, there are many others. John's website is extremely accessible. It's called KentuckyHomefront.org, and you can browse archives from previous shows, and he also has CDs for purchase. We're going to bring you one of the songs that John performed yesterday at the UCHM Volunteer Lunch, and we hope you enjoy it, and we also hope that you'll check out his website and more good Kentucky music. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
promised lands in sight. Time to drop that heavy load and start walking in the light. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. The only thing we did wrong was staying in the wilderness too long. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. Keep your eyes on the prize. Page 5, The Sound Prince Calendar. Unless otherwise indicated, you can join conference calls listed on this calendar by dialing 605-475-6006 and entering code 294444. All in-person activities of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind listed on this week's calendar will be held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries located at 150 South State Street in Louisville. Bluegrass Council of the Blind activities are held at the BCB office located at 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington, unless otherwise indicated. You do need to register for BCB activities and events. Their phone number is 859-259-1834. The Bluegrass Council of the Blind now offers assistive technology demos and training each Friday morning at its Lexington office. Don't just drop by for tech training. Call ahead to make an appointment. Since this is available every Friday, we will not include it in the daily calendar this week. On April 24, the quarterly meeting of the Office for the Blind Statewide Rehabilitation Council will be held at the McDowell Center, 8412 Westport Road in Louisville. Committees will begin meeting at 930 the full council will begin its meeting at around 11 a.m., and the meeting will conclude between 2 and 2.30 in the afternoon. For more information, contact Jennifer Wright at 502-564-4754. Also on April 24, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will be holding its quarterly meeting. This will include a bargain table, dinner of pork chops, mac and cheese, green beans, and dessert, updates on council activities, and your opportunity to help shape future events and annual elections for the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. The bargain table will open around 4.30. The program and dinner begins between 5.15 and 5.30. Meeting and elections will be following dinner. Arrange your return TARC 3 rides after 8 p.m. It's $5 per person at United Crescent Hill Ministries, and be sure to call 895-4598 to register. On April 25, the American Printing House for the Blind invites you to participate in its Cave Hill Cemetery walking tour from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. 
you'll visit the grave sites of many people associated with the history of the Kentucky School for the Blind and the American Printing House for the Blind, and hear their stories. Limited transportation from APH is available. It's free, but registration is required. It's best for adults and older children. Call the APH Museum at 502-899-2213. On April 26th, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Chapter will be meeting for brunch from 1.30 to 3 p.m. at Maker's Mark Bourbon House and Lounge, 446 South 4th Street in Louisville. Call or text 502 502- seven five oh one seven seven four or email a l smoot s m o o t eighty seven at gmail dot com to add your name to the list of individuals who will be participating in this activity. Also on april twenty sixth ACB families will hold its monthly membership meeting at nine PM Eastern time. We'll be talking about how to spend less and do more at ACB National Conventions. Call the KCB office at 502-895-4598 for more information. On April 27, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will hold its next membership conference call at 7 p.m. on the conference line. These activities are currently on the calendar for May. There will be no GLCB Friday event on Friday, May 1, which is Derby Eve. But on May 2, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you to our day-long Kentucky Derby party. Lots of fun, games, food, and friends. 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Come early or come late. Stay all day if you want. At UCHM, the cost is $5 per person. Please sign up in advance by calling 502-895-4598. On May 3, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings for the month of May. All meetings are on the conference line, and the schedule is as follows. Advocacy at 7 p.m., Education and Technology at 8 p.m., and Activities at 9 p.m. On May 5, the Kentucky School for the Blind will hold its next SBDM Council meeting, 4 to 6 p.m. at KSB. Call 502 Eight nine seven one five eight three for more information. On May sixth, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its PR membership committee meeting for the month of May, eight p.m. on the conference line. May seven, ACB Lions will have its May conference call. Lions from around the country are invited to share ideas and ways to be involved in our local clubs. We'll also be completing the planning for the. 2015 ACB convention in Dallas. 9 p.m. The call-in number is 712-432-3900 and the call code is 796-096. On May 8, GLCB will resume its Friday events with education and technology from 3.30 to 6, dinner at 6.15, $5 per person, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. Call ahead to register. May 8 is also the Founders Day celebration at the Kentucky School for the Blind. The juniors and seniors will also receive their rings at Founders Day in a ceremony that follows 
the Founders Day celebration. For more information, contact the Kentucky School for the Blind at 502-897-1583. On May 9, the GLCB board will meet at 11 a.m. on the conference line. On May 11, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will be having their next community outing. This time, they'll be coming to Louisville to visit the APH Museum, 12 noon to 5.30 p.m., departing from the Bluegrass Council office. Transportation will be provided for up to 12 persons on a first-come, first-served basis. So be sure to RSVP to BCB by May 1. Call 859-259-1834. On May 12, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Board will meet from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. May 12, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold its next meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information. On May 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will meet by conference call at 7 p.m. The phone number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. May 15 is another GLCB Friday. Education and Technology from 3.30 to 6. Dinner at 615, $5 per person. And Games and Crafts from 7 to 10. May 17 is the KSB Alumni Board Meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. May 18 is the KCB board meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. May 22 is the GDUKY guide dog eye exams from 3 to 5 p.m. Get your guide dog's eyes examined and plan to stay for the GLCB Friday activities afterwards. Register your dog for the free exams by visiting www.acv as in Victor O.org by April 30. And on May 22, after the Guide Dog Eye exam, is GLCB Friday. We'll have our education and technology time from 3.30 to 6, dinner at 6.15, $5 per person, and this time we'll have bingo from 7 until 10. Bingo is $2 per person. Be sure to give us a call and sign up for the activities. May 23 is telling the story. 10 artifacts. 10.30 to 12.30. Visit the American Printing House for the Blind at 1839 Frankfurt Avenue to learn what 10 items from their collection tell us. Free registration is required. Best for adults and older children. The phone number for registration is 502-899-2213. On May 24, ACB families will be holding their monthly meeting at 9 p.m. via conference call. May 25, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will hold their next membership meeting at 7 p.m. on the conference line. May 26 is the Elementary School Recital and Assembly at the Kentucky School for the Blind in the Ritchie Auditorium. Call the school for more details. On May 27 is the 8th grade graduation and middle and high school award ceremony at KSB. This takes place during the day 
And then that evening is the KSB graduation from 6.30 to 8 p.m., also in the Ritchie Auditorium at KSB. On May 27, the Bluegrass Council will hold its next VIP meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Lexington office. This includes lunch and a program. Be sure to RSVP. Give BCB a call for more information. On May 29 is another GLCB Friday. And on May 30, the Eastern Kentucky Christian Council of the Blind will hold its picnic from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Perry County Park in Hazard, Kentucky. Contact Joey Couch at 606-216-8033 for more information or call Frank Campbell at 606-693-9360. We want to remind you that the Kentucky School for the Blind 70th Annual Alumni Reunion is coming up June 5 and 6 at the Ramada in Zorn Avenue in Louisville. We will have complete details on this activity on next week's sound prints. And in July, from the 3rd through the 11th, is the 54th ACB Conference and Convention. Lots of exhibits, workshops, tours, programs, friends, and fun. You can get the latest information on the convention by joining the ACB Convention email list. Visit www.acb.org. Choose the email list link from the home page and arrow down until you find ACB Convention. Click on that link and you can complete a simple form to join that email list. The hotel for the convention is the Sheridan Dallas at 400 North Olive Street in Dallas, Texas. You'll find more information about hotel reservations and other convention details at www.acb.org. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at com. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.